Hello and welcome to Hosty's 25th episode of Short-Term Mental Intel. I am Killian Gordon, your host, and today we'll be discussing some of the most commonly asked owner questions. Uh, these questions have been crowdsourced from a lot of Hosty's staff, from our guest communications teams, to our business development teams, to our property management teams, and even some of the house cleaning teams uh, and accounting teams. They don't follow any particular order or have any certain weight to the order I'm going to present them in. Uh, we just would like them out there for a resource to people interested in Hosty and current owners to look back on and have some of their questions answered. Starting with what is dynamic pricing? Dynamic pricing uh, has a lot of connotations these days and has become quite a buzzword in the short-term rental industry because the Innovation of technology has gotten this software down to a price where it is more accessible to some extent to the average rent by owner or smaller property management company. So what is dynamic pricing? Dynamic pricing, the software that Host uses specifically was developed by the gentleman who did all the revenue management and designed the revenue management algorithms for the United Airlines company. He jumped into the short-term rental industry and he began designing out dynamic pricing for vacation rentals specifically. Dynamic pricing has been around in industries for quite some time. Uh, you saw this in hotel industries, airline industries, uh, and sometimes even in cruise ship lines, but uh, commonly used in the vacation industry. What is dynamic pricing doing for you as a homeowner? Well, a lot of this goes into it. Initially, a base price is gonna be established. A base price is gonna be based off of the attributes of the property, and if the property has, has, has had a historical performance, the base price will be based off of this. You can look at a base price as somewhat of the average nightly rate that you would be shooting for over the course of one year for your property. Once the nightly rate is, uh, excuse me, once the base rate is established, uh, this is going to be also based, uh, forgive me backtracking, based off of other properties in the area. And usually they take a sample size of about 300 properties to get a lot of the data that I'm gonna be discussing for neighborhood information. Once a base price is applied, then you begin to factor in seasonality. Uh, in, in every area of the United States, seasonality is different. Some areas of the United States, seasonality isn't as ex experienced as much because they're not mountain destinations or destinations that rely on snowfall or particular weather. Seasonality is data that's collected from many, many, many years of performance of vacation rentals. Vacation rentals have been around longer than a lot of the booking platforms that we currently think about and we currently refer to our homes as being the name of those booking websites. That data is collected and scraped from all the different booking websites out there. There's many, many different booking websites and that metadata can be face scraped, uh, can be scraped off the front of a lot of those different websites and also a lot of these dynamic pricing softwares are pulling data from the back end from property management companies and people who are using their, their pricing software. In our area that's really relevant to us here in Colorado, specifically Colorado Springs and some of the greater areas of Colorado Springs, seasonality is gonna look like three different seasons. You're gonna have a slow season, which typically is gonna take place in the heart of your winter months, January, February is offset a little bit by the travel you see during the holidays, December and New Year's. March historically picks up because of spring break. April historically has a little bit of a dip as people uh, return to normal life and, and pick up finishing school and, and work-related activities before the summer hits. Of course, as you know, if you've been running your vacation rental or had your eye on the industry for a little bit in this area, 
your summer months are really where the majority of your cash flow is going to be made. Why is this important? Because your pricing for Mondays and Tuesdays in June is going to be drastically different than your pricings in Mondays and Tuesdays in February for obvious reasons for seasonality. That uh, is the concept of day of week adjustments. We have a full-time revenue management specialist named Rachel, and she is uh, doing pricing uh, based on historical performance in the localized area that your home is specifically going to be. We can also add fine-tuned customizations onto the seasonality and day of week adjustments that we as local property managers and full-time revenue management specialists are going to recognize that sometimes pricing software cannot pick up. Of course, there's last-minute discounts, there's far-out premiums, and typically when you're using full dynamic pricing software, you're looking at listing health. You're not looking at listing health necessarily in terms of one year or six months or eight months. Typically, you're looking at listing health in smaller increments, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, 60 and 90 days. This is important because when dynamic pricing is truly optimized, you are walking a very fine balance between nights booked and the nightly rate for that night booked. That ratio is a huge key performance indicator of short-term rentals, whereas nightly rate alone and occupancy of loan can kind of be false metrics of how a short-term rental is performing. Deploying a revenue management specialist full-time and having manual override over your dynamic pricing software plus the power of dynamic, soft, dynamic pricing software is going to optimize every single night and every single day that the home is available, no matter what's going on in your local neighborhood, what's going on with vacation rental occupancies in your neighborhood, hotel occupancies in your neighborhood, historical trends of your area, both uh, on a larger scale and in a, on a neighborhood scale. And all of this is being gathered together to optimize the price to the market, not in reaction to the market. A lot of times we see people relying on a pricing software supplied by the booking platform or doing their own manual pricing by looking at Airbnb, looking at VRBO, looking at similar homes in the area. This is wonderful and people can do a very effective job of this, but it just simply can't compete with dynamic pricing and the pricing and software algorithms that can be deployed that are taking in this metadata and optimizing the performance of your short-term rental. In summary, three important factors that are going into dynamic pricing are seasonality, demand factor, which is the demand for the listing by incorporating day of week, trends, events, and holidays into the demand forecasting process, and the algorithm is also picking up the booking trends in the market to forecast a higher and lower demand, and you also have pacing factor. Pacing factor is not completely new, but its power is really being actualized uh, as we come out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we have added a pacing factor to some markets to adjust based on how this market is performing compared to 2019. A pacing factor could be us picking up the fact that the rebound from COVID-19 is seeing potentially a 5 or 10%. And these are arbitrary numbers. I'm just using those as examples. But pacing factors are going to pick up that pricing was distorted 
last year due to COVID-19, and it's going to work into adjustments to try to raise those prices in increments of anywhere 5, 10, 15, 20, and sometimes even greater percentages to optimize your pricing. Another commonly asked question is why am I not able to get all the website links to the booking websites or OTAs, online travel agencies, that my home should be advertised on? This is a wonderful question. We personally would like every single link that the home is listed on. What's going on here is a couple of different things. Typically, a lot of folks only are able to get their home listed on one or two online booking platforms. These are commonly VRBO or Airbnb. When you begin to bring a home up to a professional level of management, you're able to employ different types of software that act as master listings. This software is able to push out your listing to numerous, and in our particular case, almost 70 different booking websites. We don't have links for every single one of those booking websites because of these software, this software. This software is capable of taking your listing and pushing it out to numerous different websites. For example, VRBO, HomeAway, Booking.com, they're somewhat under the same umbrella. There's subsidiaries of other websites, and those websites themselves are pushing the, uh, the listing out to online travel agencies that we don't even have login accounts for. We have login accounts across many different platforms as we host across a lot of different platforms, but when you begin to deploy channel managers and channel managing software, they are reaching out to companies and subsidiaries and, and meta booking platforms that push this information out to their sister platforms and their subsidiaries that we may never even interact with as a particular login like you would log into your VRBO account or your Airbnb account. A good example of this is a website called Homes2Go. Homes2Go is a website that we've begun seeing a lot of traffic pick up on and a lot of new bookings come from. We don't have a Homes2Go login or password. Homes2Go really doesn't provide that type of information. The listing is taken from the channel managers that are uh, pushing out these listings, omnipresent marketing, and it is pulling it from some of the subsidiary or sister channels of some of the more well-known like Travelocity, Hotels.com, etc. A prime example of this would be the new short-term rental search function of Google. There is no one particular Google link necessarily. There is no particular way to go in and interact with a Google booking website per se. That information is picked up and pushed out through specific software that is getting your listing out in front of as many different eyes as possible. Why do I see my listing published at different prices across different booking platforms? This is a wonderful question. No one answer to this question, but just the topic as a whole. Each different booking platform or OTA has different booking fees, platform fees, terms of services, fees on credit card processing, etc. Meaning each price that the guest is going to pay for that nightly rate is going to fluctuate across a lot of different booking channels. What Hosty is doing in the goal of Hosty and incorporating our dynamic pricing and our revenue management specialist is to make sure that when we publish the listing to each different online travel agency, the nightly rate that we're asking for is going to reflect and compensate us and the owner for the money lost potentially in booking fees, platform fees, uh, and other fees that the online travel agencies might take 
out of the booking percentage. So whereas we might be going for an average nightly rate of $100 for a home, we might need to factor in the percentage that Airbnb is gonna remove for that. So maybe that home is gonna be $113 or $115 that we'd be asking for as compared to our own direct booking site where we're not really charging any booking or platform fees. And so we can offer just that flat $100 nightly rate and not have to add in any other dollars to account for some of the fees and, and credit card processing uh, charges that might occur from doing business with some of these online travel agencies. Another reason for this may be because of the quality of the booking website. After doing this for quite some time, we've begin to dive in and drill into where are the bad bookings coming from? Where are the double bookings coming from? Where are the fraudulent credit card charges coming from? What websites aren't catching fraudulent charges or fraudulent payments? On those websites, we still wanna be listed and we wanna have omnipresent marketing and we wanna be available for booking across those websites, but doing business with that website entails a higher level of risk for Hosty and for you as an owner. So whereas we might be asking on average $100 a night for a property, if it's historically a website that can cause a lot of trouble in a, in a variety of different manners, we may put that listing at home out there for 30, 40, 50% more than we would on other websites that we know are safe and secure. It's kind of a risk benefit uh, analysis. If a, if a guest is willing to book up a property for 20 or 30% more than really what the market is demanding, well, of course we're willing to accept that reservation. Another very common question we get is, why as an owner can I access the property at free will? Well, the direct answer to this question is, you can, but let's think about some of the reasons you may want to avoid this. One being guest privacy. Now, you may not be going to the property when there's a guest there, but you're just never really sure when a guest is gonna be there. Sometimes we move guests from property to property to better accommodate them. Sometimes this is very last minute, and sometimes the owner calendar may not reflect this for 12 to 24 hours. So just in the safety and the consideration and privacy of the guest, please try to steer clear of the property. We've even had instances in between cleans where there's been an owner car or an owner has called someone else out to the property to take a look and the cleaners have decided out of respect and privacy for the guest to move on to the next property. This could lead to things like missed cleans, delayed cleans, and having to return for the clean, causing all sorts of potential issues. Ultimately, you're more than welcome to visit your property. All we ask is that you give us the opportunity to get express consent from the guest and just prepare for your arrival and make sure that no one else would be on the property. You could do this by doing a two to three day advance phone call to Hosty to your home liaison to let them know that you'll be present or you'd like to spot check the home or through your owner portal and communication through messaging. Either way, let's just make sure we are all in communication and so that the continued success of your investment is forefront in everyone's mind.